we are going to be talking about the female versus male gaze. Maybe I'm just ugly. I'm not going to say Matty Healy because all the girls will come for me. I can't say that. It makes me cringe. But that because of that, it's impossible to be a wholly good person. That come from somewhere and I'm not sure how sex industry and the female male gaze work. But we're going with it. Hello everyone and welcome back to a conversation with Erin, with me, Erin. This is our safe space to have a little bit of chat, have a little bit of chat, have a little bit of a chat about anything that we want. But before we get into today's conversation, let's have a little debrief. Let you into a little secret, hence the same top, which I've only just realised I'm wearing the same top but I didn't even think to change I just filmed an episode because I'm back to back filming because I'm actually in Greece ah! when you watch this I'm in Greece so we are gonna have a big old catch-up episode next week and we're gonna debrief it all it's like my first girls holiday Hot girls go to Greece. I'm so excited. I'm going to live my Mamma Mia fantasy. And who knows? May, I may make three men fall in love with me and run around singing ABBA. Anything could happen. Because of that, I'm pre-filming. So you've got an episode this week. It does mean that I have just filmed a whole episode. But I'm going to try and keep energy levels high. If it means that I need a nap after, it means I need a nap after. We need the energy levels for this episode. I just can't wait to share with you the holiday. Like, as much as I'm excited to go on it, I cannot wait to share with you the whole thing. I'm so excited. What else have I been doing this week? I've been looking for jobs. I feel like, besides the podcast, all I do in life is edit reels for the podcast edit the podcast film the podcast and look for jobs i don't know what to look for like i do and i don't i know i would love to be a marketing i'd love to be in the social media space content creation space for a business but it's just so consuming to look for work and i know that sounds silly but it takes so much bloody time it took me hours to do a cv like it took me a whole day to do a cv it's a full-time job looking for a job is a full-time job i'm not gonna lie to you i feel like i'm in the trenches it is hell out here that's all there is to update you on that front because i haven't been contacted by anybody so my cv must be good great that that whole day of doing a cv is been effective isn't it it's perfect perfection so my parents are away as you would have heard from last week's episode but I went because of that I've been like quite stuck in the house like not really do anything because I don't have the dog so I went on a little walk yesterday morning and I bumped into this lady and I love her I bumped into her a few times with walking her dog she's got this beautiful Alsatian and she's quite an old dog she's gorgeous and I love her she's so you know when somebody just has the kindest soul and you can just tell that their presence is what their soul is 
Do you, does that make any sense to any of you? I don't know, it might not. But I bumped into her, she recognised me, even though I wasn't with Albie, and, you know, we were talking about some stuff that she had been going through, and then she asked me what I'd been going through, and I told her I finished uni, and she just hugged me. This lady probably doesn't even know my name, I know hers, but she probably doesn't even know my name, and she gave me the biggest hug, and you know, like, I could cry. I could stand in the middle of the park and cry, like... She was just so warm and lovely and we were talking for about a half an hour. Like we walked together for a little bit and she was telling me about how I shouldn't give up and how to keep going and even if the first job doesn't come up straight away, like it might do in a few years and it's more about getting experiences and learning different skills and oh, I just... I love this woman, like I don't know her, but I've just completely warmed her and yeah, I love her, I think she's an incredible person, from what she's told me, she's a really, really good person, she obviously hasn't said I'm a good person, but you know, when people tell you little bits of their life to like share with you to help you, you can just tell she's a gorgeous person, but yeah, she's just oh my god she's just got the like she's got a kind voice kind eyes a kind soul i think humans are here to connect the only mutual commonality in all humans is that we love connection hence why you have religions you've got different um cultures we have obviously different even different restaurants clubs interests like the gym hobbies there's loads of different things that is basically we do it to connect with other people we have it so we can connect with others and i think we've lost that quite a lot with seeing people when you go on for walks and stuff like that you keep your head down you carry on walking but i find that just made me feel so connected to another human being like i've never been hugged by a stranger before and i loved it i want everyone to hug me like i love a hug i'm a very like tactile cuddly person but i bloody love a hug i do i can't help it i love it and it was just so lovely to me that i felt so connected to somebody i'd never met before no i had met her they didn't really know felt so connected to her we just took a bit of a break because my camera battery died so let's dive right back in has anybody seen the good place now i do recommend it's very hmm it's like deep but also quite funny but at times it does make me cringe but i think it's supposed to make you cringe but i watched it when it first came out and then i stopped watching it and then i've just seen season three whoa it's such a metaphor for like for life i don't know it was so philosophical so spoiler just i'm throwing a spoiler out there now skip ahead a few minutes so basically nobody can get into their version of heaven anymore because the world today makes it impossible for us to go to heaven now just think about that for a second food is full of pesticides everything is manufactured in not very great conditions pretty much ceos 
are predominantly men and from what we know there's predominantly not a very good work environment like for example Topshop the guy who owned Topshop for a little while was a sex pest basically I think he actually did allegedly assault some women um he wasn't a very good guy to be around it's like when you you have to watch it to fully understand the velocity but like I was watching it like that's mind-blowing and it's so true like even if you did everything good nowadays even things like social media and stuff like that because of that it's impossible to be a wholly good person what do you think about that is it impossible to be a genuinely good person now or is it that you can be a good person now it's just what makes you a good person is different now compared to what it was before do we just embrace the fact that it's really hard to be good and do we just live in the moment and whatever happens happens do we just stop trying to be good is it that hard to be good that we just try and stop it i think we can be good but i do understand what they were saying in terms of the world is so messed up there's so much like hardship and to actually be a hundred percent good and do good because even when you're trying to do good there's going to be somebody somewhere along the line that gets affected negatively which is completely out of your control even like shopping for food go in the grocery store and you buy some food you don't know in what sort of conditions that was looked after in that it's not really that it's probably contributing to global warming in some way so that's going to have a negative effect on whether you're a good person or not but actually all you're doing is shopping for your food what like 40 years ago you'd go to the green grocers and shop locally and you'd be supporting small businesses at the same time without even realizing that's what you were doing and you'd be shopping by the seasons so everything was like whole good organic without having the organic label on it and charging a fortune it's difficult isn't it like when you really think about it it's really difficult because it's when you think about it like that it's actually quite a sad little world what sad little life jane that leads me on to today's episode not really but we're gonna go with it we are gonna be talking about the female versus male gaze g-a-z-e not g-a-y-s Please don't be confused. I've really tried to pronounce gays, but it just sounds even more like I'm saying gay. The first time this was brought up to me was I was kind of slightly aware of it, but not really. But it was at uni and I was in a skill session and I was talking about how I'm never, ever, ever really approached by men, even in clubs and stuff like that. Like, I'm not really ever approached and I was just bringing up the issue that I don't know if there's something wrong with me or if I'm just not actually that attractive but then one of the girls said and it's really stuck with me she said Erin it's not that you're not beautiful (laughs) thank you but she said it's not that you're not beautiful it's that you don't dress for the male gaze if anything you dress for the female gaze and I was like what what do you mean and then when I looked into it, I was like, oh my god, I've ne- I've never been a male gay sort of girl. I've not. And it makes so much bloody sense. So I found that quite fascinating. And I feel like it is something that we can 
talk about today. Right, so if you don't know what the male gaze is, I believe it's been constructed by society, in particular the media industry, to bring money in from rich old men. And when I think personally, it's a very, very sexualized woman, blonde hair, big boobs, small waist, big bum, like big doe eyes, but also it's like, so she's cute and girly, but also sexy at the same time. Think Kim Kardashian, I would say, is Kim Kardashian or Margot Robbie, I would say are the two women of the my, our generation that I can think of that are kind of the epitome of the female gay male gay sorry if you think of Margot Robbie and Wolf of Wall Street that is the male gaze to a T now I've never seen Wolf of Wall Street but obviously I know what she looks like so I don't know personality wise now obviously personality wise it's a bit bimboy sexy does what the men want that's kind of what I would say the male gaze is in terms of dressing obviously she would dress to accentuate her figure she would leave the house with like hair done makeup done heels very just very almost overly feminine now there's nothing wrong with if you are the mate for the male gaze i'm not criticizing whatsoever i just think it's a very fascinating concept and i did some research and the male gaze was created by the media industry and there always seemed to be whether it was in theater or film or tv this female who was always attached to some rich man and she was very very feminine very very beautiful very very stereotypically beautiful she'd have those features that i just spoke about she'd be very bimboy very like doe-eyed and silly and all she'd want to do is make her man happy she wouldn't really have her own opinions and she would be overly sexy towards the man no i'm not i don't know how to be sexy i'm gonna be honest i'm like one of the least sexy people and then the female gaze is now i think i'm actually gonna google this right now because I think this varies. Okay, so this is fascinating. So I'll insert a picture here of what I'm just looking at. But it's got a comparison of the male gaze versus versus the female gaze. It's a picture of Harley Quinn as the male gaze and the female gaze. And there is a difference. So I guess it's less about the physical appearance in terms of the female gaze but more about what that person represents and them having their own mind there's also been a lot this is what buzzfeed says and obviously what buzzfeed says is gospel there's not quite an official definition of the female gaze yet but it generally means subverting the male gaze and depicting things from the female perspective usually tapping into empathy emotion art or empowerment more than simply objectifying right okay so i guess there could be a physical appearance to the female gaze but i think it's a lot it's obviously not as intense as the male gaze because the male gaze with objectifying it's also sexualized and so there's going to be a very stereotypically 
look stereotypical look for that whereas the female gaze i don't think i fall into the male gaze at all because i will leave the house with no makeup my hair's messy not really a great outfit i will also wear very minimal makeup i've never been one to i don't have big boobs i don't have a big bum i dress for myself i don't dress for what i think a man would find attractive i don't behave in a way that would necessarily attract a man i'm very true to who i am i'm quite opinionated i'm loud i'm not gonna be overly sexy towards a man just so i can woo him woo who the hell do i think i am am i your nan apparently i don't play into what a man wants me to be now i guess that's me being quite stereotypical of men and i'm not saying this is all men just saying in general when we're talking about this i just think it's fascinating i think because the media has a lot to do with everything also society with the power that men have had i think women for a long time for like all throughout history pretty much had to play into what men wanted us to be but now we don't really have that i think again like what buzzfeed was saying it we're in a very new time of we're finding our own feet as women and and i think you can very much tell the girls who were always going to be for the male gaze even through school you'd always have those girls that they weren't necessarily more pretty or beautiful but they just naturally attracted more guys and that is because they played into even as a young girl they played into what the male gaze wanted them to be and then i think because i never really had that as a kid like i never had boys really into me that much i didn't really i don't really care even though i obviously sometimes do it's not like something that i felt like i've had to become if that makes sense whereas i think if it's something that it's almost a narrative you're given if you've got lots of boys around you it's a kind of a narrative of like well you get all the boys so you need to keep that up i think it was also used as a way for men to feel like they had a big dick and i know that's quite (laughs) and i know that's really crude but i think it comes down to them feeling like they want to be in control they've got power women are just little pretty objects that sit there and all they do is what a man wants them to do and they're all they're good for is sex and cooking food and making babies in the very 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 stereotypical fashion and they're pretty no matter what and they get out of bed with a full face of makeup on and they have really pretty hair like what was portrayed with harley quinn in the male gaze she had beautifully done hair even though it was rough as though to say like she still looked absolutely unbelievable whereas in the second picture she looks a little bit more off she looks like she's been through it a little bit more which you should do when you're an action figure and that sort of thing i've never seen it but i get the vibe i think it is just media and aspects of society playing into the hands of the patriarchy in terms of women are less than and all we actually are as sexual objects so here look at my boobs <laughs> and if i don't have any boobs i'm less than somebody with big boobs and i can't be really opinionated because that makes me too loud and annoying and 
I've just got to be pretty and quiet because that makes me more valuable to you. I get that that's what the male gaze is and the female gaze is the complete opposite. However, something that really fascinates me is this in terms of the way men are portrayed in media. You can so tell when something is written by a woman versus when it's written by a man. So like little women, you can so tell that, and I know it's based off of a book, I know that, but you can so tell that that is written by a man, a woman, sorry. Whereas Quentin Tarantino movies, you can so tell it's written by, it's directed and produced by a man. Men are powerful when the woman is a side character whereas you can tell when the roles are reversed and a woman has produced and directed because there'll be little details in there there'll be smaller like there'll be just little nuggets of information and also the way the man is dressed and portrayed so for example a man for the male gaze and I, I this again is very broadly speaking but a man for the male gaze would be like you Chris Hemsworth, you rock, Conor McGregor. I don't know. <laughs> you can tell it's so not my sort of man. Very stereotypically manly men, big, muscly, like huge guys, like bodybuilder stature. They're clearly very strong. They they're like tall. They're just they're just big in stature and not very feminine whereas men for the female gaze would be timothy chalamet and harry styles and i'm not gonna say matty healy because all the girls will come for me i even think probably like asap rocky men that are more feminine they might be slighter not jude law but jude law could be one too oh from the holiday jack black jack black is for the female gaze i don't care what you're gonna i don't care what you're gonna say to me he's the female gaze 100 percent. from when i've spoke to guys about this if i said to a guy what would you like to look like if you could look like anyone the main answers are Dwayne The Rock Johnson or like Chris Hemsworth or any sort of superhero. Someone who's big, muscly, because that's in their head what they think that they should look like. Whereas if you said to a woman from women I've spoke to... <laughs> this is very generalized they are more likely to say somebody who isn't as big like i know most girls prefer dad bods or just someone who's a little bit more cushiony than somebody who's like rock like Whoa. but also you would notice in films and stuff that are written for the female gaze they'll have little things of like somebody brushing away an eyelash or they'll have a man brush away a girl's hair or if it's more of an action film it would be very empowering and centered around the woman taking charge and but not in a bossy way she's just taking charge and she's just being a badass bitch she's being so badass 
badass, 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 badass. I can't say that. It makes me cringe. She's been a bad bitch. (laughs) Whereas if it's a film written for the male gaze, she would be just on the sidelines looking pretty. She would be the one that's using her sexuality to, to distract the men. However... This is where I feel very conflicted by it because it depends with what intention it's being written for. So, for example, I love it when a woman uses her sexuality in a movie to get what she wants when it's her body, her choice. She's not being forced into it. And it's not done for the men to just look at a woman flashing her boobs. Do you know what I'm... Girls, do you get me? It's the intention. Like, I'm all for OnlyFans. I'm all for girls doing porn. I'm all for girls sending nudes. I'm all for girls discussing their sexuality, exploring their sexuality. I think it's so important and also refreshing. And I think... The things with like OnlyFans and stuff like that, it's given women their power back. Because for so long in the sex industry, women were being used as like tools and they actually weren't getting a fair pay. They weren't in control. They weren't in charge. Now I think there's been a f- that it's almost flipped a little bit, whereas where now women can have that and I think that's absolutely incredible obviously it's not all fixed but I do think women are taking their power back as sex workers which I love to see and I also think even in life we get so much taken from us as women by the patriarchy by society not by men in particular but just by the way society is built that actually if me showing a bit of cleavage if I had boobs was going to get me something why not but I think that's a very fine line to be portraying in a movie because you can't go into that as much I don't know where I was going with that that come from somewhere and I'm not sure how sex industry and the female male gaze work but we're going with it I haven't done much research on this, but I'm sure it'd be fascinating to watch a f- like the exact same film directed and produced by a woman versus it being directed and produced by a man. Because I think it'd be so different. Because men are obviously, as a man, you're slight. You have unconscious bias, and you'll be creating it for men, and women would be creating it with bias towards women. And I think it'd be fascinating the difference. Obviously, that's very stereotypical of like man and woman because there might be some men that like to portray things from the female gaze and there might be some women that like to portray things from the male gaze but I do think it'd be very different and it just fascinates me how our society has constructed this because that's not real like we weren't born to look at things in a certain way but it's quite society's kind of convinced us that we need to do that however there's also I think that we've reached a point where even when I'm saying this now and I'm the reason I haven't said it is because I'm coming to it now this the male and female gaze does not work in today's society we have people that are gender non-conforming and where do they fit in it if you're gender non-conforming where do you fit into the male and female gaze which is why it doesn't work 
there's an encouragement now for men to express their femininity and for women to express their masculinity i.e women in more male dominated industries and men working in more female dominated industries and men painting their nails or wearing makeup and it not being even second guess like they're not having male makeup or male nail varnish it's just nail varnish and makeup and women maybe deciding that actually they don't want to wear makeup or paint their nails and they actually they want to have no hair or men want to have long hair or men want to take aspects of women's wardrobes and put it into their own and women want to take aspects of men's wardrobes and put it into theirs we're not living in a society now in like victorian era where women just wore dresses they weren't allowed to wear trousers and men just wore trousers or suits we're not living in that era now like it's very normal well maybe not very normal but i have seen men wearing skirts and other than that looking quite stereotypically masculine on the streets in london and stuff like that like it's very very normal to see women in a jumper and jeans or we see women in suits but it just doesn't that female male gaze doesn't now work in today's society does that mean it makes it completely irrelevant i don't know i think i've definitely felt the difficulties with being for the female gaze and not the male gaze i don't think i'm a maybe i'm just ugly (laughs) maybe i'm just mac and i'm blaming i'm blaming society but in actual fact i'm not that attractive and the reason i'm not approached is because i'm mank with a resting bitch face but if it is that it's just because i'm for the female gaze i do have moments where i think if only i was like one of those girls or should i become one of those girls should i dress differently should i start wearing more makeup when i go out should i not show the side of me that isn't stereotypically attractive for a woman should i be more quiet should i have less opinions and then i start to question myself and i'm not going to change because i think changing for a man even if you know them is just changing for anybody it's not a vibe it's not very hot girl of you you would definitely be a three out of ten if you changed for somebody else that's for sure we're only hot girls over here but i do think that i've noticed a difference in the way that i get treated versus how my friends who have been for the male gaze get treated completely by everybody not even just by men by women by society the opportunities they get are different and maybe that comes under pretty privilege as well maybe because they are for the male gaze they are seen as more stereotypically pretty therefore they get treated better because they're prettier and if you don't know what pretty privilege is that's a mouthful it's basically where you get treated better or you get more opportunities you're basically at a privilege because you're more attractive than somebody else and obviously to an extent because i've got 
And to an extent, I've experienced pretty privilege. Of course I have. Because stereotypically, I look quite feminine and I look stereotypically normal. I don't have any, like, visible scarring on my face or acne or I've got longer hair. My hair's not shaved or short. So even that means that I experience a certain level of privilege compared to somebody else. But that's a whole nother thing. But I do think it's absolutely fascinating and I would be interested to know how you've experienced the female gaze versus the male gaze. I think it'd be interesting. Maybe I should do like an experiment where I go out one night dressed as though I'm for the female gaze and I go out another night dressed as though I'm for the male gaze. I think that would be interesting. But then again, like I said, I think society now doesn't work with the female male gaze. And I think the sooner we drop the expectations we have of the opposite gender, sorry, the opposite sex, the easier it will be for people who don't identify as their birth gen- their birth sex. I think it would make that easier for them to be who they want to be because then there's no like expectation. Gender's constructed to an extent and I think the sooner we drop the categories and the expectations of each other the easier it'd be to live our lives however I do love a female gaze movie so please (laughs) I'm so excited for the Barbie movie you have no idea that is going to be the female gaze on steroids Greta Gerwig I have got my faith in you do you know how excited I am for it oh it's gonna be incredible and you just know it's gonna be female empowerment it's gonna have so many easter eggs in there my predictions Barbie is you think she's a bimbo and you think she's really thick and she's Barbie and she's really pretty because she dresses with a male gaze but she's got not nothing else behind her eyes and then she's gonna like save everybody and be the absolute icon and actually it just shows that you shouldn't judge what's on the outside because somebody could be dressed for look like they're for the male gaze but actually really really clever and you're you just look at them and think mm, you're fit you're sexy you'd be good for one thing when actually they could be the prime minister and they'd do a better job than what rishi's doing and what bojo did that is the end of my ted talk <laughs> i feel like that episode made no sense whatsoever but i hope you enjoyed it i would love to know your opinions on the female male gaze i feel like i didn't really say much yeah what's your opinions on it i would love to know my three gratitudes for today is that i'm grateful that both my podcasts are filmed so i've got everything i needed to do today done i am grateful that i'm about to go downstairs and have hopefully a yummy dinner And I'm also grateful that my camera got charged back. So I actually managed to finish this episode because it was touch and go at one point. And my hope for the future is that me and Kira have a nice evening because she's coming around tonight. And we watch Love Island and chat (laughs) and have a great time. That is my hope for the future. I hope you have enjoyed this episode um i don't really know what it was but i hope you enjoyed nonetheless i'm loving doing this so much i'm loving your support so much and 
wish me fun on my holiday i'll see you next week for a catch-up episode i'm so excited bye everyone